Hello and welcome to We Are Weezer episode 49. This is happy hour and well, it's not really happy hour, but we're going to be talking about happy hour. I'm here today with Brian. (laughs) Brian from the Great Albums podcast. Hello. Hey, how are you? I am great. Welcome back. It's been Thank so you long. for having me back. Yeah, yes. I know. It's been forever. <laughs> Before we talk to Brian some more, let me tell you about the We Are Weezer podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. We have two types of episodes. We have today's episode where we do a song review. A guest host and I, we research the song on the internet, Weezerpedia, Wikipedia, You name it, we read lots of articles, get all the details, and review it using our special rating system. And there's perfect situations where that's basically our minis. We'll do Weezer News, uh, guest interviews, stories, uh, historical Weez marks, and uh, whatever else I feel like talking about. Bri, tell the people, in case they didn't listen to last week's episode, who are you and what is the name of your podcast? I know it's not Deep Thoughts with Rachel, but... Yeah, unfortunately, it's not Deep Thoughts with Rachel, but... Um, I, uh, yeah, my name is Brian Erickson, and I am the co-host of The Great Albums Podcast, where uh, each week we take a different album and we talk about it track by track and we talk about what makes it awesome. Um, I play in a band called The Extensions. uh, And I also host a YouTube talk show called One More with Brian Erickson. That's a little more uh, local uh, and regional music centric where I just bring in local artists each week, kind of late night talk show style. And, uh, you know, just kind of talk about, talk about their stuff, talk about their music, why they do what they do. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's all a lot of fun. I bet you get to meet a lot of cool people doing that. I am very lucky. Yes. I have, uh, I have made, uh, I, I've made a couple of really, really good friends through, you know, through the show, through playing music, through the podcast, like everything like that. It's, um. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky in that respect. I think that's one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is that I've gotten to meet so many cool people and um, just talking to different people and there's, you know, I haven't met, I haven't like met anyone that I didn't really like or I didn't enjoy speaking with or getting to know. And it's just, to me, like that's fun. So hopefully, you know, I think it, comes out in the show or people get it, you know, interested in that. Um, yeah. I'm looking at your, I think I'm looking at you guys on Spotify or you're on Spotify, right? We are not. Oh, uh, so this is not, you have a, you have a copycat? Yeah, I think we might actually. Lonely soul in the ether. That's not you. No, that is definitely not me. Hmm. Well, they have 17 monthly listeners. So Yeah. Go check no, them we'll, out. No, we'll uh we'll go. Well, that's that's not us. So we will uh uh we we are working on our first EP. Uh it should be out in September. Very exciting. Can we listen to you guys anywhere? No. Uh we have no we, we are a brand new band. 
Oh, cool. So, so are you... if you want, you can check. I have my my old band. Uh, if you want to check out the Paper Jets, we are very much on Spotify. But that, you know, that's not active anymore. We did put a record out last year. Uh, that is 2018. Uh, for those of you listening in, you know, 2020 and beyond. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's. Are you, that's do it. you have any live stuff on YouTube or anything? No, no, we are oh. kind of keeping it sort of under our hands. On the DL. And uh, yeah. So I like it. Yeah. There you are, the paper jets. Yeah, that's us. Lots of beards. Yeah, there's some beards. I'm following you. What, on Spotify? Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm going to listen to Cooking Up an Accident later. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bop. <laughs> um, so, longtime Weezer fan or, you know, not really? What are you doing here? Uh, me, I have been, well, it's funny cause you listen to the, if you listen to that, that paper jet song cooking up an accident, you'll notice that familiar Weezer rhythm, that six, eight, you know, da, 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 da. like that's like, uh, like holiday like mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's got that, that nice, like, uh, yeah, I, you know, Weezer does good things in, uh, with, with songs in six, eight time. Um, are they an inspiration but, for you in your music? Um, not directly. Like, I wouldn't be like, this is going to be a Weezer song. But there's definitely moments here or there because they're a band I grew up with and got into when I was in high school uh, through, like, the Blue Album, of course, where, yeah, of, you know, things are going to kind of make their way through. Like they do. Yeah, yeah. So why did you pick Happy Hour other than it was in a list of choices that I gave you? Um, I mean, I kind of looked at the list and was like, all right, well, this uh, this is kind of an odd list of songs. <laughs> and um, I kind of like Pacific Daydream. Uh, and I know that's sort of sacrilege in the, in the Weezer fan community because... Um, I think there's a a general feeling that they were sort of on the proverbial right track, <laughs> putting out Everything Will Be All Right in the End and the White Album. Mm-hmm. And that they, you know, kind of took a hard left turn with Pacific Daydream. Like they had kind of gotten, you know, sort of back to the garage, I guess yeah. you could say. Uh, the with those with those two records and you know are they great albums i don't i don't i don't know i don't think so but they are they're very listenable and and good albums so you know it, it pacific daydream has like a modern pop sheen to it mm-hmm. and i think it it plays really interestingly I feel like fans would forgive it if it was a Rivers solo record because it kind of sounds like it at times. Mm-hmm. But the songs are still really catchy. So this was from that record. I I like that record. So that's it. That's there what I'm going go. with. Well, are you ready? Uh, do you want to take a break and, and jump on into some song discussion? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll be right back.
All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, Brian and Rachel, we're going to talk about some happy hour. It's from the album Pacific Daydream, mentioned previously. It's track number four. It was released October 18th of 2017, recorded in 2017 at Ruby Red Productions in Santa Monica. That is Butch Walker's studio, yeah. by the way, by, by and by. It is two minutes and 57 seconds long, although it feels longer. <laughs> the label is Crush Music slash Atlantic Records. It's officially released and it live debuted on the same day that it was released. Oh, wow. Which is cool. I think it was on like Apple something Zane Lowe where they played it, I think. So in the Weezer singles chronology, I don't know why I don't have the number here, but it's After Feels Like Summer and right before Rosanna, oddly enough. Technically, there's three music videos, one for the regular, one for the acoustic version, and then the original music video that was recorded for the song, but ended up being the music video for can't knock the hustle so yeah from the black album yeah yeah that's weird and interesting and we can talk about that later well that's pretty cool that they were like hey we have this like unused footage let's figure out how to use it for something else yes and i definitely agree with the choice because i don't think and i i feel like i read somewhere over the last 48 hours why they did that but i think it goes better with the Can't Knock the Hustle song. Do you want to tell everybody about the personnel? Uh, sure, yeah. It was written by Rivers Cuomo alongside uh, a couple other songwriters, Chris Samel and Sean Bow, produced by the venerable Butch Walker. Uh, Rivers is the lead vocalist and keyboard player. Pat Wilson, of course, percussion. Brian Bell, guitar and backing vocals. And Scott Schreiner, bass and backing vocals. That is, that's your personnel on this uh, song. Thank you. Um, so it's on Pacific Daydream. There's a remixes EP and um, also an acoustic version. Do you have mm -hmm. a version preference? Uh, the album version. Like just the, the, you know, the regular, like that came out as a single. Uh, the acoustic version is cool too. I haven't, I haven't really delved into the remixes. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, the album version is cool with me. I'm all right with it. Yeah, there's too many remixes for me to know which one I like the most. But yeah. I feel like a long time ago, I liked the lefty the best. Okay. So... There you have it. So Happy Hour is the second single on Pacific Daydream. And Weezer announced it on Twitter. They said that um, it was the... I'll give you the quote from the website from Weezer.com. Next from the new album is Happy Hour, which, like many cool Weezer songs, has a sad message wrapped in a sunny package. Sort of a companion piece to Island in the Sun from 2001. That'll be a fun thing to think if... You know, do we agree with that statement? Yeah, yeah. But instead of being a pure fantasy about an escape, the guy in happy hour is chained to reality, looking around for a break from the routine. It's not hard to relate, but unlike that guy, fortunately, we have new Weezer music to listen to. Great piece of writing right there. A companion piece to Island in the Sun. Yeah. 
And uh, when the song debuted live, it was ended with an instrumental known as I'll Love You Every Day. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that, no. I'll have to listen to the live debut somehow, maybe, if I have that. I don't know. Where am I going to find that recording? I think it's on Apple Beats. I don't know. I'll find it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe YouTube has it. I would ask the people, but you guys never come through for me, so... I'm not going to. Sorry. In in, uh, in October of 2017 NPR interview, Rivers said that the lyrics were written using his free association tactic that he likes to use and um, that he knew he was going to write about happy hour probably because the song started as not his, but as Sean's. So he knew what direction he was going to go in. So he kind of came up with the other verses and I guess, you know, sadness and a feeling of being left out. Mm -hmm. So, and he says that the 2010 wait uh, was described by Rivers. This is from Wikipedia or Weezerpedia as the ultimate buzzkill that it came to mind when he was writing the lyrics. And the video was filmed, uh, but it didn't actually air with the song, uh, as we said before. Uh, instead, the uh, original video that was shot for Happy Hour came out as the video for Black Albums Can't Knock the Hustle. And there's 1,552 million remixes, a Radio Mix, a Lefty Mix, an Odyssey Mix, a Thanks Remix, and an Eden Prince Remix, all varying between the ranges of 2 minutes and 40 seconds long to the longest one at 3 minutes and 32 seconds long. Go check them out if you like. And tell us which one your favorite is. Yes, I would like to know. I'll put a poll up. For you on the Twitter. And um, let's see here. Chris Cernell, one of the uh, one of the two co-writers, a.k.a. O'Hush, is uh, an American recording artist and Grammy-nominated producer. Uh, he is known for being unknown. Uh, since two- Yeah, I know, right? Since 2007, uh, this secret artist has never played a show. He has never posted a single photograph of himself. Uh, heavily reliant on the music alone, fan relationships, and social media. His aura of mystery, Oh Hush's aura of mystery, is in direct opposition to music industry norms. Thank you, Uh, Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, also, he wrote the jingle for (laughs) Poo-Pourri, which is basically just essential oil. So, you know. Uh-huh. I, I, we use it though; it's very helpful. I highly recommend it. Oh yeah, and uh, and he has uh, music in two of the Lego movies. And that's just a little bit of what he's done. He has like a very long list. Um, those were the two that I randomly picked out because they sounded fun to me. Yeah, those are so. those are highlights on the back of the baseball card, right there. Yes, I mean I think so. I mean, yeah, poopery. Um, but there's, yeah, big there's stuff. fancier stuff. Like I think I remember like Lululemon and I mean, Lego movie is pretty fancy. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So Sean Bow, he is from, I think he's from Milwaukee. He's a songwriter, producer, artist, and he lives out here in California. California. He's got a studio in Van Nuys. 
he did an interview with Pauline Lee Le from CBS 58 Milwaukee in February of this year, 2019. And um, he said that the song means so much more than just an ode to a bar time tradition. It represents the highs and lows of his journey to pursue music as a career, one that started in Franklin, Wisconsin. He said that home is so important. And when he started picking up the guitar, that's when he started like forming bands and writing music of his own. Um, And when this interview came out, um, there's a video, it's in the show notes. He was going to start working with Wiz Khalifa. So normal guy moves over here to try and start a band. It didn't work out. I should have put his original band's name Mechanics oh. or something. Well, that's okay. I'm it sure people could uh, could look figure. him up if they wanted. But so I really liked his story because he they moved out here with a record deal to you know Los Angeles to like come make it big, and then it didn't work out. And um, in the interview, he was like, "I was working a million jobs, working late, coming back to the studio, and just." working, working, working until finally he gets to work on Grammy-nominated song Happy Hour with Weezer. And now he's working with Wiz Khalifa. So I thought that was really like a really inspiring story. I thought it was, you know, he's just a normal dude. I think he's he's young. I feel like 30-something young 30s so so he's got a pretty bright future ahead of himself yeah yeah and hard work and uh dedication and luck right there yeah seriously yeah um according to a rolling stone article by daniel kreps published in uh, october of 2017 uh, Rivers Cuomo said, quote, we really cha- uh, we really challenged ourselves to leave behind the 90s distorted guitar downstroke eighth note thing and try and see what we can do. He told that to Zane Lowe on Beats One, who premiered the track uh, that Wednesday. He added, uh, Rivers did, that the band listened to a lot of The Clash and Phil Spector productions for the album. Uh, and he goes on to say, quote, I'm walking around town. I'm seeing these signs, happy hour, come in, join the party, have fun. And just wishing I could be a part of this. Um, you know, Cuomo said of the inspiration behind the track, uh, quote, it's not so much, uh, it's not so much about the drinking. It's about the companionship, the society, uh, and the feeling that I don't have that and I'm never going to fit in End quote. Oh, poor ribs. Yeah, he's... How, how do we describe that feeling of never feeling... I guess he's normal. <laughs> he's well, like, if I'm, you think about it, like, yeah, there's there's that... Um, even, even back to, like, the Blue and Pinkerton days, it's like Rivers is just kind of searching... Uh, and it, it's 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 almost appropriate that like he would look to happy hour like a gathering of all these different people, um, where Rivers is a creature who seeks validation from others a lot. Don't we all? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, but that's how I would sort of couch that as like, even though it's not maybe as uh, 
insightful as some of the blue or Pinkerton stuff. It's just interesting that the feeling is still there, uh, just being conveyed in a much different way. Well, and, and despite being like super successful right now, still having feelings of being on the outside of everything yeah. when like when you're not. So I don't know. It's, you know, they're just normal people still. It's nice to see that every now and again. Yeah, exactly. There's also a billboard article, which you can read from April Salud from November 21st, 2017, or you can watch the really horrible video. Oh, God, um, yeah. It's called, what is it called? How did we get here? Or what is it called again? I forget. I'll, we'll see it later. How did this get made? Or uh, yeah. there is some kind of like catchy whatever. And basically, River said that he was doing the stream of consciousness technique, free association, laying on his back. You know, he's like, okay, so the the next thing that comes into my mind and for whatever reason, when he was thinking of happy hour, he was thinking of the ultimate joyous moments of hanging out and um, started to think about Stevie Ray Vaughan. So that's why he's in there. And I guess that he got a visual of him grinding his teeth and sweating under the lights. And um, yeah. randomly, the 20-pound weight from Monty Python came down on him. <laughs> and, I, and he calls the third verse the grand finale. Uh, where he he sees the pretty girl, you know, there's always got to be one. And he pictured a scientist in sweatpants and a hair tie, which I happen to think is very sexy. And I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, smart girls, well, maybe not the song, but smart girls are sexy. And he went on, I'm assuming that, you know, he met this girl, Rosie Okumura, I'm oh, horrible. Gamora, yeah. Yes. And um, she showed him uh, her keyboards and they hung out, I guess. And I'm not sure if this is a Tinder excursion or why he was hanging out with her, but uh, she's really pretty. And I guess that, that the details of her room and the conversation that they had, and then he like kind of made up an imaginary scene in his head for the happy hour song. Uh, so that's where that came from. Did that make any sense? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Go check out Ruse, Rosie. Her, um, she's a voice actor, musician, and artist, and her uh, website will be in the show notes. And she's really pretty. Yeah. Wonder if he saw more than just her keyboards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking maybe... Or maybe not. I don't know. He's yeah. married, so I'm going to go with no, but you never know. Yeah, I'll probably go with no. You never know. Yeah. Or something. Well, I mean, it's just because you're married doesn't mean you're not allowed to find someone else attractive. It's just, you know, um, there are still, attra there are still attractive people out there. You're just not allowed to, like, act on it, you right. know, if that's, if that's the, you know, depending upon the the sort of confines and agreements of your relationship. Exactly. I mean, we, yes, they might have an open marriage. I don't know. Maybe they just don't talk about it. Some yeah. people do and everything's fine and great. So 
no judging. Maybe I shouldn't have even said that. I I guess that was being a little bit um, like, this is the rules of being married when I really don't think that. Everybody well, do what yeah, they want. No, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess everybody do what, you know, what makes them happy. I actually have a friend who is part of an open marriage and she is, um, you know, very, like, very happy about that. Um, so well, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, you know. That's all that matters that, as long as everyone's yeah. cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It just seems like to me, like relationships are already complicated enough. I don't want another one to worry about. I know. It's like having two relationships. Yeah. Like I'm bad at one relationship at a time. Like I don't know what I would do. Right. Uh, I feel like you'd like I personally, I feel like I'd kind of like break down, not like <laughs> break down and cry, but just like there would be like a breakdown in too much sort of communication or just might just might be like a little too much. Um, but then again, I don't, I don't know. I've never tried. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe who knows, who knows where life takes you, but, uh, if rivers and, uh, you know, if rivers is part of a, a sort of open situation, that's great. If it's not, that's also great. <laughs> if he really did just go and like check out her keyboards, then cool. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure he was checking her out and maybe they just didn't do anything. Um, final thoughts on Happy Hour. Do you have any special lyrics that you like from the song or feelings about the actual music? Uh, any, you know, I always kind of thought, like, I think the chorus is great. Like just Rivers, you know, for all the guff that people give him, he can still really write the hell out of a melody. Mm -hmm. Uh, even though the chorus is just, I need happy hour on sad days. I need happy hour. I can't wait. It's, um, you know, sometimes lyrics that are just kind of a little simplistic uh, really get a boost when you've got like a big chorus and this song's got a nice big chorus uh, that kind of comes in and his voice sort of soars over like the keyboards and the percussion and everything like that. And um, even though you're just like, meh, you know, Happy hour on sad days, happy hour. I can't wait, like a forced rhyme. But uh, I mean, his voice is great and he, and it really lifts the chorus and it infuses it with fun, you know, with like a real fun sort of feeling. And, you know, at the end of the day, like rock and roll, you know, at, at one point got very serious. But I think Weezer now, uh, there's a lot, less, you know, th there's a lot less, uh, stairway to heaven and a lot more like who put the bop in the bop shabop <laughs> in, in what Weezer is doing. Um, that is to say like rock and roll should be fun. And I think Weezer's kind of finding a way to keep it fun. Agreed. And I like that adjective that you used uh his voice does soar and it's like it's high without hurting my ears or feeling like it's hurting his throat um yeah he's got a great range and you can feel 
like he like you can feel the emotion when he sings I need happy hour um it's really good how do you feel about the like singing talking uh I mean that's just something he's gonna do (laughs) but I mean he's done that since the blue album like people think about that and you know uh, the, mm-hmm. you know, the bang, bang section and Buddy Holly and the, uh, what's the part in El Scorcho. Um, I mean, well, most of that is kind of yeah. sing talk, you know, that like that whole, you know, uh, the, the beginning of sweater song. Yeah. They, like there's like all that stuff that where he's just like, all right, well, you know, he's, there's some singing, there's some talking, <laughs> there's some like rapping kind of, kind um, of loosely. but I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all right. He just does that stuff. So it's fine. Any thoughts on the coconut being like a, a factor? Um, I know in the fan club, like it was like, everyone was talking about the coconut verse all the time and like coconut and like it was a thing. Um, Well, I think, you know, I think about the Harry Nilsson song, uh, the called coconut, you know, you put the lime in the coconut and shake it all around and and you drink them both up. I think it is. So I, I think his, maybe it was just him like borrowing, borrowing and like drinks. Yeah. Bars. What are they? Use their limes. Oh yeah, various uh, citrus fruit. <laughs> when they're sailing on ships, there's coconuts, and yeah, there's a lot of visual. Um, yeah, I just think about like when he says like Let's chill out on this island. I uh, I've been sucking on a lime and coconut. Um, that's just what makes me think of uh, the Harry Nilsson song. Well, and for me, when it's like, I could just stay here for the rest of my life, like, please don't make me go home. That's me. Yeah. I'm like, please don't make me go. I'll just, and haven't you ever been at happy hour and had that feeling? Like I am having, I am feeling so the good right now time. and it is yeah. so fun. I don't want to ever go. Go home. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, want to no, go I'm home and you. sleep and be hung over tomorrow. Let's just no, no. Chill Let's just here. keep the good time rolling. Yeah, uh, especially if Rivers was there, and then he gets all romantic on us at the end with the slow dancing. Oh, all right. Well, any other thoughts? No, no. I think I'm. I think I'm good. Okay. I think I've said what I uh, what I need to say. <laughs> I think this is Weezer's like modern pop album. Uh, and I think it's a lot better than it gets credit for Me too. because it came after two good throwback albums, but it was very purposeful. He knew what he wanted to do and he somehow manages to get the band to like bend to his will, which is pretty neat. Do you, uh, like Pacific J dream better than black album or no? Uh, yeah, I do I think so. I think so. I do. All right. You, you can be my friend then I'll. Okay, good. It's okay. We can be buds. Yeah. We can be even more best friends than we already are. It's going to be great. <laughs> Excellent. I'm into it. Let's rate it. All right. I will go first. So I I give Happy Hour a Laser Eyes Rivers. 
a lightning strap, Scott and a vest, Pat jamming on the drums, a blue album river's head, and a blazer Brian for a total of 13. Okay, I got it. I uh, I give it a laser eye rivers lightning strap blazer Brian for a grand total of eight. Ouch. I see. I didn't realize that that was like bad. I thought like I thought I could only add like I thought that was good, but I guess not. <laughs> it is good actually. It's not a bad number, especially, but it's no thirteen. So we are Weezer. That is true. Gives happy hour a ten and a half. Which is a good, it's a good rating, I think, I think. I think, you know what? When you're Weezer and you've got iconic singles, you know, Buddy Holly, Sweater Song, Say It Ain't So, El Scorcho, Island in the Sun. Like, even, I'd even, like, even Keep Fishing, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got these, like, iconic singles um and you know and then happy hour is also a single like you know what maybe a 10 and a half like like maybe this score is not weighted like you're kind of like okay well yeah maybe if you weight the score it, it might be a little higher but if you zoom out and put this up against some of those like iconic early singles yeah maybe a 10 and a half is is exactly where this belongs because it's not this this will not you know happy hour does not define somebody's like Weezer. high school experience yeah. or something or 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 become super relatable beyond you know just kind of singing along in your car or something like that or you know it it doesn't measure up to you know a song like say it ain't so which is true you know one of the best songs ever written um this is just a cool Weezer song. And I think, you know, the rating kind of belongs where it does because it keeps that in perspective. Because sometimes fanhood, you sort of weight things. Um, no. Not according to the entire body of work. Thoughts on, really quick, I know because you're tired, but thoughts on, um, they have two new projects coming up. One's called Van Weezer, where it's like rock and rock. And one is called OK Human with Jake Sinclair. And supposedly that one is like another possible White Album-ish. What are you thinking uh, for the future of the Weez? I am unaware of both of those projects. So I, I wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be able to speak to it. But I think Weezer. I I think what they are now becoming, I think after with the, with the teal album and the black album, I think what they're doing is uh, they're, they may, uh, and you know, they could go back on this, but I think they may be settling into their ACDC phase where you can expect a certain level of professionalism on the records but that Weezer will concern itself primarily with being a touring and performing entity and their albums will become souvenirs. Like the concert, the live experience will be first. And if you went and you enjoyed it, you buy whatever the new record is. And that's your memento. That's your take home. 
I think that's what Weezer and, you know, that's I say ACDC is everything after Back in Black was basically that. It was basically, you know, you go, we saw him on tour that kicked ass. You know, we already have the classic albums. So, you know, but we want a memento from the experience. So here's something. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's, I think, I feel like that's kind of where they're going. How do you feel about that if that's the case? Like, is that sad to you? Because that kind of makes me sad. Um, I mean, it's what a lot of bands do to survive. So you're saying so, that maybe Weezer can't survive without letting go of making new music or touring? Oh, well, no, I'm saying they'll, they'll still make... Like, they'll still make new music. It just won't be with the sort of sense of urgency as, you know, the early, like, Blue and Pinkerton. Or even the idea that, like, oh, well, they're coming back, so they need to make sure that Green is, like, a hit. Um, You know, that sort of early sense of urgency. I I think they're just going to make records and, and, you know, cash in some of that critical stock that they've, you know, piled up over the years and it'll be fine. Like there's nothing wrong with bands that do that. And I mean, if Weezer can keep being a band and keep touring and um, keep bringing joy to people who go see them, then yeah, make a Teal album full of covers, make a black album. That's like a weird sort of pop rock amalgam. Um, (laughs) And you know what? You do you Weezer. Yeah, exactly. And if people want to get into it, they'll get into it. Yeah. They've achieved that status. I think you're I think you're right. They're Yeah. Yeah, they certainly earned it. Like I don't even know. I I, I first thing that popped into my head was like you two, where it's just like plenty of hits, super fun yep. to go see, mm-hmm. and beloved, still playing when they want. Still coming yep. out with new stuff here and there, probably. I don't know. I'm not a giant YouTube fan, but yeah, still coming out with new stuff every once in a while. Okay, here's my final question for you. What other uh, podcasts do you like to listen to? Just in general? Yeah. Favorite um, podcasts. Or do you I, not are you not a podcast person? You know what's funny is I'm not a podcast person, but I have started to listen to other podcasts. So I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy, uh, this is going to sound very strange, but I really enjoy a podcast called Where Should We Begin uh, with uh, with Esther Perel. And uh, she is a sort of relationship therapist. Mm. Uh, And so she brings different couples in each, uh, I guess, each episode and, uh, you know, sort of does these sort of runs these like therapy sessions kind of. And, um, you know, I I think it's just a good idea to have a handle over, you know, trying to constantly be a better person and understanding, uh, you know, that the mistakes you make don't define you or that the sort of, you know, the, the cruelty that can occur in relationships that, that happens to you doesn't define the person that does those things to you. So it's, you know, it's just kind of an interesting, uh, odd bit of voyeurism. 
in a weird way where mm-hmm. I can kind of sit in on this stuff and maybe gain a little clarity on myself. And I also love, uh, there's a brand new podcast called, uh, with Neil Brennan, the comedian called, uh, how Neil feel. <laughs> and he, he's just an interesting and funny guy. Uh, he was the co-creator of Chappelle's show. Oh, okay. So, that's your that's your guy. He and Dave uh, created it. He did a lot of the writing for it. And I also listen to like Pod Save America. Um, oh, that is not a surprise. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> but uh, and I mean, there there are others. Uh, you know, if I think honestly, I know this is kind of a weird one uh, sometimes because uh, he has weird guests. But uh, you know, with a good guest, I'll listen to the Joe Rogan podcast too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he is a good interviewer and I don't care, you know, people say, oh, well, he's kind of a righty. I think he's more of a libertarian. Um, but you know, which Does I don't always agree with. Or I thought he was, oh yeah, like... he gets very political. Oh, okay. Um, and he'll have people like Ben Shapiro on, uh, and like Jordan Peterson and these guys who are like, you know, maybe they're you know, you know, kind of conservative leaning people and, and, you know, people don't always appreciate Rogan because it's like, oh, well, you're giving them a platform. You're giving them, you're normalizing sometimes malignant thought processes, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, in, I, I think Rogan is a better moderator of conversation that people give him credit for. And he also just had, um, Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang, like two Democratic presidential candidates on and had them each on for like two hours. So it's not like he's just, uh, Doing you know, one, he's not like a right wing guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he does bring and, you know, he has like comedians on most of the time. So it's just, you know, if there's a compelling enough guest, like he's actually a better interviewer than I think people give him credit for. Um. And it's something to do on the way to and from work. (laughs) Yes, that is uh, why they were invented, I believe. Yeah, yeah. My colleague, Joe Rogan, because, you know, we're all podcasters. And you're in L.A., and so is he. So you guys are probably, like, really good friends. We are totally good friends. We hang out all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't don't know that I would even know who Joe Rogan was unless he had a podcast, honestly. So I thought he used to do... He used to be like a talk show host or what did he do? Uh, yeah, he hosted Fear Factor. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, that's that was like him. random. Way back. Yeah. But that's random, random to get your start on Fear Factor. And now you're interviewing all kinds of cool people and are like one yeah. of the biggest podcasters happening right now. So yeah. hmm, he's doing something right. Good for him. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm totally going to check out where should we begin and I think it's time to take a break and come back and say goodbye. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Right. 
everybody. What is next? We've got Perfect Situations 20. I don't know what we're going to talk about, so you'll just have to check back on the website and see. Brian, where can everybody find you on your social media? Where do you want them to go? Uh, Your best bet is go on Instagram and at Brian, it can't be done. Uh, That's my personal Instagram, but you're not going to find a whole lot about my personal life there. I just post a lot about my band, my shows, uh, you know, general sort of goings on. But you'll find stuff about the podcast, about my writing, about my band, you know, music and stuff like that. So you'll uh, just go Instagram at Brian, it can't be done. Uh, there's links in the bio to all of those things. So nice and easy. And you can find We Are Weezer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Are Weezer. Check us out at our website, uh, weareweezer.com. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you five listen stars, to Five stars, five stars. Yes, please. We don't have that many ratings or comments i don't know if that's good or bad because i don't know i've seen like people that have a lot of comments and it's like 50 50 good and bad so i think i'd rather just have like a little bit of good ones than yeah any bad ones i guess that's that's tough um i think that's it well see you i'll see you in june yeah and maybe we can do like a mini podcast a mini live podcast or something oh, that'd be so fun yeah if you're up for it i'm up for it yeah i'd do it or and also do and do something fun since you'll be here and you're, you're cool. From yeah, New York. no, we can work. It's fine. We can do work. Small amount of podcasting. No, I'm fun serious. Serious. I'm work. into it. I, I'd be down. Okay. Thank you, Brian, for the sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much, Brian, for being on the show and for your Thank time. You for I know that you're tired, so I appreciate it. And um, thanks for having me on your show. That was really fun. Of course. Something I'm very, I'm like adding it to the books. And yeah, that's it. Adios. Thanks for listening. We are Weezer, and I love you.